Hello everyone. In today's podcast with Mitikeran, we have with us Daniya. Uh, she is extremely passionate about education, partnerships, personal development, social impact, and uh, she works in Mind Valley as a business head, which is the world's largest personal growth company. And she is right now working in a project for spreading the word of education in Kenya. So let's dive into our podcast to know more about her. I'm very excited to have you on board with us. I thank you so much for this invitation. I'm super, super grateful and very thrilled to to share a bit of time today with you and and with your listeners as well. So, how's your work life going on because of the COVID situation? Yeah, I think I think this pandemic has hit us all um, across the world, right? In a in a very direct way. Um, what I can tell you is, well, right now, um, I'm originally from Colombia, but I'm based in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. Um, luckily, the situation here right now is pretty under control. We just have a couple of border restrictions, but but it's honestly very inspiring to see how, how the city has been able to record very fast. Um, almost everything, it's, it's, it's open and, and so does most of the offices. Um, in Mind Valley, our headquarters is located here as well in, in Kuala Lumpur in, in Malaysia. Um, so it's, it's, it's already open again. So, so we're seeing as slowly people coming back to work, um, which is really important, right? Because one of our biggest principles as, as a company, it's, it's pretty much built up on the principle of unity, which is one of our main values. And, and sometimes you do miss the kind of, of unity and the spaces where you're able to connect with people. Luckily, we have technology and a very remote-friendly culture, um, but it's never the same, right, as, as, as being able to start seeing people again um, and being able to connect on those powerful conversations and, and being able to see the people around you, how they have grown and how the experience for them was during this time. Um, so I think overall, as any company, uh, culture is, is pretty disrupted, right? So, so more than ever, I believe it's really important to, to have very, very clear visions for the teams, uh, for, for the company and keep everybody super accountable, but also very informed about what's happening. I think um, that Mindvalley has been able to do pretty great in the past months. I think that kept us very together as a team, um, spread it all over the world, but also even being in the same city and not being able to meet up. Um, so yeah, I believe pretty, pretty, pretty big disruption everywhere, but for us being the business on, of online learning, um, I think it's, it's perhaps a very, very powerful time to be able to, to take this challenge and, and be able to provide people more with the opportunity to, to tap deeper into their consciousness and mindfulness with, with the programs we have. Um, so it has been also a very beautiful journey to, to be able to serve better our clients, um, consumers and, and companies as well. That's really amazing, great work that you've been doing. Uh, so I really like to know how did your journey started with the Mind Valley? Yeah, so so um, well, I, I need to go back a couple of years for that. Um, I got to know about Mind Valley because I was part um, of the world's largest um, youth run organiza- organization called Isaac. Not sure if you have heard it. Um, it's it's global. It has a very strong presence in, in India, yes, actually. Yes. Um, and, and I was originally at that time living in Colombia. I joined when I was a student, uh, a student at the university. And I had the chance to meet Isaac and because Isaac has a very strong partnership with Mind Valley, because Mind Valley CEO and founder was an Isaacer <laughs> some time ago when he was in university. 
So every time we had like some global conference, I will always um, get to hear about Mind Valley, get to see about the amazing things that Mind Valley was doing. So I definitely must say that since I was back in university, like Mind Valley was a top of mind brand for me. Um, very connected to the type of purpose that I always care about, which is definitely education. Um, and uh, yeah, while well, well, time keep going, I, I set a bit in touch with like you know some some Mind Valley courses uh, back then, um, and I and I always thought it was very very interesting also to test the product and see what what they have to offer. And and when I finished my my last job, I was I was very lucky actually to be a person managing the partnership between um, between my previous uh, organization and Mind Valley. So when I finished my job, um, I just I just received wonderful news, which were that Mind Valley was looking to start expanding into a business-to-business side because Mind Valley has been mainly for the past 16 years we're in the business of consumers, right? Uh, most of our clients are people like you or me that are like-minded and love these topics. But back then, almost two years ago, um, I heard it, the good news from from the CHRO back then telling me like, yeah, you know, we're looking at I've been able to start serving companies as well, governments, schools, and and we think that you can really help us uh, on that since that's mainly has been your experience and your background. And and honestly, it was a no-brainer, right? It was um, just such a dream possibility and a huge opportunity to work for my my own purpose or what drives me personally. But also, it became a wonderful opportunity to be able to scale the type of impact that I that I wanted to see in the world and. And I was just so in love with the product that I said, you know, like, I think this is by far um, perfect timing, perfect opportunity. And I didn't hesitate twice to, to take the, the opportunity. And, and that's how I end up here. It has been almost two years um, working with Mind Valley. Moved my life all the way to Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> so my mom keep, keep asking me, can you please not go any further? And the and, and, and next thing she sees is like, oh my God, you're moving to Kuala Lumpur. That's the other side of the world basically yes. <laughs> we have like 30 hours of difference from colombia um people were just quite surprised you know it's like such a big change of lifestyle and and location but i didn't even care honestly back then for me it was that about uh following my passion my purpose um and that's how i end up here in the in the other side of the world uh in, in this crazy experience uh, but couldn't be more grateful honestly um the culture of the company it's just really wonderful. I, I get to work with very, very inspiring and and high-level people and leaders. Um, and it's just very beautiful to know that you can use your skills for, for the better, uh, to help people better across the globe. That's really, really amazing how you guys are working with Mind Valley and how it's, a, it's really a successful company because of the values it has. So, uh, you mentioned about the education that, you know, is a very much supportive of education and that's your life purpose. So, I really want to go a little deeper into it. How, what major change you want in education and how do you see it as an in future? Sure, I mean, um, I was born in Colombia, as I said before, and I think that really shaped a lot of my world perspective and the view I have around the world, right? Uh, I was lucky to to be able to have a very good education um, since since I was born on on up until now. Um, but when I was around, so so the, the big disclaimer is that my mom has always been in the in the social sector, right? So I remember being five years old and and going with her to see her being able to to support uh, vulnerable communities 
that didn't have uh, some sort of opportunities or, or access to all or things that back then I, I thought it was normal you know like I, I thought that just going to school was was the life that every kid will get I thought that you know back then um, having or living with certain conditions was the norm right because uh, you're not really aware when when you're growing up but those spaces where my mom used to take me to see what she was doing were really eye-opening um, from that moment and when I was around 15 it was the first time when she encouraged me to start volunteering in an NGO with her um, and I started going every Saturday I became responsible of a group of like 13 kids they were somewhere between 9 to 11 years old and, and you know like um, I, I got to be able to see their life. I got to be able to see their transformation. I got to be able to understand a bit more of their world. And I think that kind of reinforcing me the, the idea that um, when, when you have a certain level of privilege that comes with responsibility, right? Like, it's crazy. We, we don't get to choose where we are born um, or, or not at least consciously or not that we are aware, right? We, we don't get to choose our parents. We don't get to choose uh, the context, the country, the conditions. But so much of our life seems to be defined by that, right? So, so that was a key question that I was asking myself. Um, and because of that, in the, around two or three years ago, I, I, I decided to, you know, like kind of like take some time for, for myself. Um, I stopped working. I stopped doing everything. I just went to Kenya and I moved uh, for three months to Nairobi, uh, which is the capital of Kenya. And I, and I started volunteering as a teacher in Kiwera, which happens to be uh, the second largest Islam in, in Africa. And uh, I think that took my perspective to another level because before I was able to spot, um, as I told you, like every Saturday, I would kind of like zoom in and then zoom out of the life of the kids that I was working when I was 15. But in this new experience in Kenya, I was immersing myself every single day, you know, like from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. in the context of these kids, kind of like basically I was being able to to live uh, um, from from 8 to 5, a very similar lifestyle than, than they were, right? And, and, and that question again came to my mind, you know, like how much our conditions under we were born kind of like really, really define who we are and who we are not. Um, so that just really kind of like became a very big mission and, and life project for myself. Um, I became aware that I wanted to be able to provide this sense of encouragement and and I really wanted to, I kind of like it became my life mission to, to be able to empower people and especially children to realize that they are capable of becoming whoever they want to be and they are capable to to be or achieve whatever they want and that their conditions don't define them um this is why um basically right now i'm working with my own ngo um, i'm setting up my own ngo we're we're setting up them uh, we're setting it up legally in colombia um, but our idea is to tackle global projects right um, being kenya one of these projects but also uh, starting from from a project in, in Colombia in, in my own city right that's where I come from and and just to answer your questions kind of like the the shift I want to to bring to 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 education it's a bit of the combination of what I was able to acquire while I was growing up plus all of the things that I've been learning while working with Mind Valley for, for the past two years which is um, if we want children to live an extraordinary life yeah, we do need to provide them the basic of education, you know, math, uh, English, science, 
uh, uh, social studies and all of it, but I don't believe that that alone is going to create outstanding human beings or happy and fulfilled people. I believe that that kind of regular or academic education needs to be supported and needs to go hand in hand with with life skills. And by life skills, it's being able to provide these kids from a very early age with a sense of purpose for their lives. It's about getting these kids to, to envision no matter the challenges or context that they were born under, right? It's about getting these kids to be able to meditate. It's about getting these kids to tap into higher levels of consciousness um, from a very early stage, right? So so um, the project that we're setting up with, with my NGO called Beyond Education, is, it's literally that. Um, helping kids in vulnerable conditions to go beyond a regular education and to be able to to kind of eradicate um, poverty from the inside out, you know, because I see so many programs by the governments or, or private funded programs that are focused on the kind of external skill set, uh, kind of like just the, the things that you need to learn outside to, to succeed, but so few, so many, like so little of them actually focus to to help from the inside out, um, to tap into the, you know, into a growth mindset, to tap into their self-confidence. And that's exactly what I want to be able to provide. Um, these, these, these two things combined for a population or for a demographic that generally don't have access to this type of opportunities. So, so that, that's, that's what has inspired me a lot. That is what is keeping me awake for, for the past days and months. <laughs> but, but it, I just feel it's really aligned with the experiences that life has been able to, to put me through. And, and in some sort of a way, I just feel that this is my way to, to give a little bit back of, of that privilege that life has been giving me uh, at different moments. That's amazing. So I just want to ask that, how did you start? I mean, I think so you start with the fundraising campaign and then you now making an NGO out of it, right? Yes. So yeah, can you please tell the journey about it? How did you start and you know, what was the plan? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think um, I, I want to share a bit of my journey, but I also want to be able to inspire whoever is listening to this podcast. You know, like when I was a little kid, honestly, it's very funny. I'm only a child, so I will always have these conversations with my parents that the dream uh, of the three of us, my mom, my dad, and, and myself, was to create a foundation or to create an NGO. But while I, while I was growing up, like you sometimes believe that, oh my God, you know, like an, who owns an NGO? It's like, I don't know, probably like Bill Gates, you know, like you have the Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation or, or like you imagine that you need to become like an extra multi, multi-millionaire person to be able to one day set up an NGO. I don't know, that was the type of mindset that I used to have, you know? And, and I think the biggest message that I want to convey to whoever is listening to this is that sometimes we don't, we just have wrong ideas or we just have these limiting beliefs that we cannot achieve what we really want to do because we need to wait for something to happen so you can achieve that and I think that's the biggest mindset that I've been shifting this year um, you can start playing the game as small as you want or as big as you want but what matters is to start um, and especially if you have a purpose or if you have a mission or if you want to solve an important or small problem all that really matters is to start kind of like launch and learn, right? I think sometimes, um, and I can speak on behalf of myself on the journey that I've been through, um, what, 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 even if I was very clear about this being my dream or what I wanted to focus on, 
for so long I, I was just hesitate right like I I'll be like oh my god I don't have the experience yet to put a, a project like this up or oh my god I haven't raised the funds to do this or oh my god uh, I don't know how to do it or oh my god who am I to do it you know like all of these fears of failing what if I cannot really make it and in all of these fears um, and all of these fake wrong uh, sense of like what if I fail just sometimes it stop us to to actually take action and and I just been coming up to a conclusion that it's crazy how we allow a fear of failure to stop us because because at the end I really ask this question to myself what is even failure you know like um, failure is a construct of the mind um, failure is an idea of our brains because who tell us what failure is the only kind of decent answer I managed to get out of it was that okay you feel you fail when you don't achieve what you want um, but who tells you that exactly what you want is what is the best or what you need right and you create your own definition of success and failure so you're the only one who can rewrite it so that's just like in the mind so I think the more I start moving away from that concept and now I have this mantra for myself that I'm putting everywhere which is like failure is an illusion <laughs> to stop um, to, to not allow myself to, to ever fall back into this trap of like stop doing what I want just because of this um, fear but I think that's that's a key element that I think it's important to tackle for anybody who's who's looking at launching something it can be your business it can be your podcast it can be your YouTube channel it can be an NGO or it can be simply a new idea at your workplace you know like a new project that you want to create if, if you work for a company so so I um, I touch base on that because I think a lot of my journey that's that's kind of like the first element that that's taught me to to do this um, but a second element that became really really important in my journey um, to transcend kind of like that fear of failure or that fear of not being able to to achieve what I want or, or what I envision was um, to become really clear of, of, of what's the purpose you know like of, or what is it that I want to get done because the more aware that you become of what you want the more kind of like things around you align to facilitate the process for you um, so I'm a huge believer that once you have an idea of what you want to develop what you want to achieve what, you, what do you want to go after um, a very second and very important step is communicate this with the people around you um, sometimes we don't share that because we I don't know we want to keep it private or once again we're afraid of failing so we don't want to tell anyone to not feel judged or like like you know like you're you're losing you're losing it um, but I I'm such a strong believer of your network and, and how can you leverage on your network of friends of colleagues of your boss of anyone that you meet or that uh, you know like you get the chance to ever speak to um, because all these people around you, all of this massive uh, or small network that you have around you, um, all of these people are doors or gateways to 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 get closer to a dream. So, so I remember being very vocal with my friends and the people around me, like you know, I want to do this. This is my dream. This is what I'm envisioning. This is what I want to contribute towards. Um, and it was wonderful and it was very beautiful because I was so hesitant in that process uh, as I shared like I'm not sure if I should launch this but my friends and my boyfriend they got together for my birthday um, and they just asked, instead of giving me a birthday gift or actually this was the birthday gift instead of you know like just collecting some money or whatever to buy me a gift they 
they set up the campaign um, as a surprise, a secret surprise uh, for me for my birthday. So they start collecting money. They, they open an account um, uh, for like fundraising um, and they start sending this to everybody and kind of sharing the story. They put together a very beautiful video that explained the mission that I wanted to do, uh, what I wanted to achieve, how do I want it to, to help. Um, and, and for my birthday, they just disclosed the, the surprise. And I, I swear to you, I've never cried so much in my life. Like I couldn't stop tearing because I just felt so beautiful and I felt so lucky that, that you know, I, I believe that true friendships and, and, and when you get to connect, on a deep and real level with the people around you. Um, they, they are not just there to support you and be your raving fans or tell you whatever you can do it, but they're also there to keep you accountable. And that's what I realized when you develop these strong connections and friendships. These people are there in your life to keep you accountable with your dreams and help you grow and help you in the best way that they can to make it happen. And, and in the case of them, of course, some people did it supporting with money. Some people did it supporting with time to set up the video or to set up the campaign. And some people now are helping me even with just organizing the logistics um, or setting up the papers or, or getting stuff done on the ground. Uh, so that, that that it was my journey. I mean, just, just to summarize it once again, I was clear on what I wanted, but I, you know, like a fear came in, but it was precisely the clarity of what I wanted to get done and the people around me who, who kept me through this. And, and I mean, the journey is not, not over. I just feel that it's just uh, getting started. But it's, it's, it's so beautiful to, to be able to see that when you are in alignment with the things, things just kind of really fall into place. So, so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. That is really amazing. I mean, how your friends and your boyfriend help you out with your mission. So that, that's really a beautiful story. And how you connected with your networks and how networks are also important. It's a very good example for that too. So just summarizing it, which I actually catch up was to think that you know what is success and what is failure but understanding these concepts are very important and according to you you have already made a construct that the failure is a illusion it's nothing else it's just an illusion so it's really beautifully presented so i really liked it uh very inspiring to be honest and uh, so i would really like to know that who was your greatest inspiration when you started out with Oh, your campaigning, your NGO. Genuinely, I, I must say my mom. For for me, it's crazy. Honestly, every time someone asks me who is the person that you admire the most, who's the person that has inspired you, is, is definitely her. And um, what I can tell you is um, she had a very different childhood than mine. Honestly, just, just to backtrack a bit her story, which is really interesting, she was the only daughter of a family of like five more boys in a very conservative city of Colombia. So, um, so it was just like a bunch of boys and then she was the only woman uh, at her home. And, and, and she never really had a good relationship with my grandma, you know, because my grandma will try to impose this very, what I call conservative or old school type of philosophy where you're a woman, so you cannot kind of have the same rights as your brothers. Even if you know you you guys are all you know my my sons kind of kind of thing, so she was always in constant fight. You know, like she never had a friendship or a mentorship type of relationship with with her mom. But she was you know like very resourceful. She kind of uh, became a very strong, independent, 
empower woman by herself um, because she didn't find this type of support at her home. Um, and you know, like she grew up with all of these limiting beliefs about what being a mother or what being a woman were, but she kind of broke through through that, through her experience. I remember she even thinking, you know, like I never want to be a mom because the idea that she had about being a, a mom is like, you cannot go to work because you need to be at home taking care of the kid. And then, and then your independence is gone. Um, so she was very even hesitant to, to ever become a mom or set up a family. Things changed, of course, when she met my dad, she fell in love. She tells me, oh my God, I never met such a kind gentleman in my life. When I knew, when I met him, I knew he was different. So I didn't let him go. So, so that's how she ended up, you know, having and setting, like settling down and, and having a family. Um, but she raised me with very opposite philosophies to what she was exposed. Um, now, of course, uh, I'm, I'm very into personal growth and spirituality right now at this point of my life. I care a lot about living a conscious life and having conscious practices and habits. Um, and, and everything that I read, like every mentor, every personal growth author that I, that I read, it surprised me to know that my mom, in some sort of a way, without having the opportunity to be exposed to any of these topics, she built all of this knowledge and wisdom in herself. You know, like um, she will talk to me about manifestation, about the importance of setting life goals for yourself, about the importance of, of acting and living from a place of abundance, you know. Um, she will tap into all of these concepts without never ever having someone that teach that to her. Um, so, so the reason why she's my, my biggest inspiration and the person that, you know, like inspired me in this journey and the person that, that keeps me accountable and it's because I respect so much how she was able to, to raise me so different from what she was, what, what she experienced or what she knew. Um, she chose to go a bit beyond, um, beyond what she knew and what she thought was, was the way to, to do it. Um, and because of that, during my whole life, the relationship we have um, beyond being a mom, for me, she's a friend and she's a mentor. Like, I, I trust her 100%. I have no filters when I'm telling her anything, you know? Like, in, in all areas of my life, I, I don't filter anything because for me, it's like I just find a huge support system in her. Um, and, and she raised me with, with not only words, but, but example of uh, what being really a woman is, um, that how, like, you know, how, how empowered I could be, how should That's I never allow limit me, right? And, and plus that um, she has been always in the social sector, as I told you, right? So, so, so she even a role model, you know, like uh, I always saw her giving um, every Saturday or every time of the week, she's just thinking about how to uh, how to how to help the community for the better with with her skills. So I feel like um, all this idea of setting up the foundation it's it's an honor. It's 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 a way for me to honor her, you know, and and kind of I feel that this is a way to give back to to the kids, but mainly to her. This is like hey, you know, like you you've spent your whole life trying to guide me on 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 what's the best way that that someone can can live a life or be fulfilled and um yeah she gave me that inspiration that support um she was that support, and she has been that support system for me and now what i didn't tell you is like we are building the foundation together like she's kind of like the curriculum designer she's creating all the programs that the kids are gonna go through uh she's helping even with the logistics with her contacts with her networks everything 
Uh, she's just like the most proactive person. So I just feel really lucky that I get to, you know, like at this stage of my life, reconnect with her, not only from a daughter and mother perspective, but also as as kind of like um, founder and co-founder of the, of the NGO. We, we also get to share that beautiful experience and that relationship nowadays. So I just feel like it's it's wonderful. Uh, as I said, like just life puts everything as, as it is when, when things are meant to be just like the universe kind of put things together to, to make it work uh, the best possible way. So uh, your mother lives in Colombia and you lives in Malaysia, right? Yeah. <laughs> so how, do you, how are you managing uh, the situation with, with your NGO? Um, I mean like with the foundation or, or the communication with her in yeah, general? Yeah. Yeah, the foundation and everything. So it might be a little difficult. Such a nah, it's crazy, it's crazy because well, right now I'm in Malaysia. Right now it's pretty hard to travel to Colombia. I'm trying to find a way to go, but right now the borders here are closed. I think that's the way yeah. the country has allowed to keep things together in a pretty stable way. Um, but luckily we have technology right now, like and, and the world is going so remote. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I wake up with 50 voice notes from her. That's a pretty Latin American behavior. We, we don't like to text, we send voice notes. <laughs> so kind of like I wake up every day and we have a WhatsApp group just, just for that, uh, for the foundation matters. And I find like 50 updates every day from, from her and, and just kind of like communicate a lot through that. Plus the time zone difference is huge, it's 13 hours. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like she's waking up, I'm going to sleep and I'm waking up and she's going to sleep. But uh, we just really leverage right now on the power of WhatsApp and, and our email. We keep sharing to each other like some presentations, some um, kind of like the booklets we're going to use with the kids and everything. So um, she's definitely leveling, leveling up her tech skills <laughs> right now. She's she's an expert on Zoom, which I'm proud of because otherwise he would have she would have never mastered it. Um, I'm thankful. Um, one of the few things that I'm, I'm thankful or try to be thankful towards the pandemic is like she leveled up so much her tech skills. Like there's no way, right? Like she had to start doing everything online. Um, so right now we just we just try to do our best. Uh, every Sunday we have a checkpoint where we call um, and we check on things more in a deeper way. But during the week, we just like exchange a lot of information and try to keep each other on, on the loop of everything that is happening. Um, I'm happy because she's using really her, her network in Colombia to help set up so I'm really thankful because I fully trust her you know like there's no one that you can trust more that than your mother to make sure that things will happen and she will keep the standards high so it's just it's just very funny that's amazing I mean this pandemic has done some good things and positive and negative aspects that both so uh, I, I really want to know something that if you want to give an advice to someone who is starting in the social sector or wants to do something as an in NGO uh, so, what what one advice would you like to give to others? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, there are three things that I will focus on. You know, um, the first one is there are there there is this one guiding question that that I keep asking myself that has allowed me to think bigger, which is how can I help more people better. You know, um, and I think all of us, we are passionate for, for different things or we are, we get hyped, you know, by different type of challenges. Um, something that I love to look up to is the 2030 agenda from United Nations. Um, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's, it's called the Sustainable Development Goals 
yeah. uh, or, or we just call it SDGs, right? And and it's it's a variety of goals that all the world has to be aligned to to work towards. You know, governments, uh, companies, even citizens, NGOs. Everything is about the 2030 agenda and how can we align to work towards those challenges to to help the world to go into a let's say better better pace. Um, and the SDGs are so diverse, you know, like and 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 what I love about seeing them in a in a in a big picture is that you will get to see people feeling super identified to work towards climate change. So more people will be hyped to work uh, towards sustainable communities. Uh, or some more people like me, you know, we will be all about, okay, we need to improve the quality of education. And so people will choose a battle such as gender equality. Um, but I think that the beauty of it is to try to understand in whatever that gets you excited or whatever you feel you can contribute or you, or you actually actively want to solve a problem. Um, it's, it's about, first of all, getting clear in that direction. Because I think that the biggest pitfall when you are in the social sector is like, oh my God, I just want to help, you know? But there are so many angles in, you can, in which you can actually help. But the first question to ask to yourself is like, okay, seeing the challenges that the world um, are, is, is facing right now, like in all these possible directions, and I think sustainable development goals are, good, are an excellent blueprint to get yourself started to see what are the biggest issues that, that the world is facing. The, the question to that is to understand, okay, where do I want to focus on? Um, I'm such a strong believer of focus. You know, I, I believe that nothing beats focus, right? Like once once, once you get clear, there's this saying that you're dangerous, right? Because you're clear and then um, nothing can stop you once you reach that level of clarity. So the first suggestion for anybody looking to, to start something on the social sector is to become very aware out of all the challenges that are out there, specifically where you can you believe you can make a contribution um, or a unique contribution, right? To help more people better in this specific field. The second thing will be to, to understand what is it that you're really good at? You know, I believe that self-awareness plays a key role here. Um, for example, I realize I'm a terrible event planner so let's say if i were to work for education but the task or the field that i will be trying to support to do that is by organizing events there's no way i can succeed in this career or, or there's really no way i can i can actually nail this um so for example uh, one of the things that we're doing in the foundation is I, i'm aware that my, my power lies in connections and building relationships so i'm like you know what i'm gonna take care of the fundraising uh, uh and and let's say the second skill that identifies okay communication skills yeah my, my my job role on a daily basis is partnerships doing sales so 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 my my take kind of is okay mom um in order for the foundation to succeed i'm gonna be playing actively a role of the fundraiser so i'm be i'm gonna be communicating with people i'm gonna be doing some public relations and i'm gonna be raising the funds so we can make the impact happen um and let's say her expertise is is curriculum design and the creation of social projects and coordination so if if i were to support quality of education but i would do it from a place of building curriculum which is not my best skill set or it's not my genius or it's not my flow I wouldn't be able to thrive in what I'm doing so that's just a little example to to kind of back up recommendation number two which is really really try to focus on what you are better than no one else not from a place of ego but from a place of awareness like you know what honestly 
I'm really great at this um, and maybe not at this. So the more clear you also become in what's the role you can play to, to, to mobilize people or to mobilize resources or to mobilize action towards this specific cause, you're already one step uh, further, right? And my third advice will be once again, uh, on the, on the power, leveraging on the power of networks and on the power of people. So either people to keep you accountable, it's key. Um, either people to support you on your cause, either people to help you advocate, whatever this is. Um, no matter how extraordinary you are as an individual, there's nothing we can achieve in this world alone. So, so no matter how big or small is your cause or, or, or the fight you want to fight, uh, um, or the, what role are you gonna play, you definitely need a team. And this team can be comprised by volunteers initially. This team can be comprised by your mom and dad. This team can be comprised by your brothers, by your family. But you need to, to kind of leverage in the power of teams to, to be able to see any initiative to skyrocket. Um, you know, like sometimes we fall in this, in this wrong idea that, oh my God, I need to do it myself so I feel it or so, or I need to do it myself because I don't have anyone else to do it. But, but that's not how that's not how you're gonna scale this idea, right? Like you definitely need to, to get some support. It's, and, it's okay to ask for help, basically. Exactly, 100% agree, 100% agree. So so yeah, sometimes we should just remove this fear, like, oh, maybe people won't help me, or, oh my God, maybe people will think that, um, you know, like, I, I don't have what it takes, whatever. What, whatever is the wrong idea that is stopping you from, from getting or asking people support. Sometimes it's just idea, you know, like we're, we're afraid that they will say no. And if they say no, well, nothing happens. Next person, maybe they say yes, right? Um, so yeah, I, th I think these three things are, 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 are key. Uh, if, if anyone that is listening is looking after, you know, setting up your own initiative, going deep into the social sector, building something of your own, um, kind of like it's a recipe that has been helping me a lot uh, to, to, set, to set this up and, and to be able to, to see things pivoting or moving towards towards I envision them to do. So so yeah, hope that helps. <laughs> uh, so basically I end with the podcast with one question, which I really get amazing answers from. And I usually ask our speakers that if they have an option to give an advice for their younger self, what advice will that be? To my younger self, this is amazing. Um, I love this question actually. If I have to, Ooh, okay. Um, I think what what first come to me is before I I, I would used to be so afraid um, to speak up what I really believe, you know. Um, and and after after you know being being at this stage of my life, um, I realize that. Owning our truth is perhaps one of the most important things you can do for yourself, you know, um, to stand up for yourself, to stand up for, for what you believe, to stand up for if you're seeing something that is not fair or, is, uh, or if you see there's no justice, you know, and, and I feel like before it will, it will be so hard for me to, to be able to, to really express what I wanted to say just because of fear of whatever, you know, it could be rejection, it could be like, oh my God, how people are gonna think or how they're gonna treat me if I just literally say whatever is on my mind. So I believe there's a sweet balance between being polite, but I love the concept of radical candorness. So I think that's something that I'm definitely 
Um, this year I have been embedding more, more in my life and as a practice. Um, and the difference is like, yeah, you are allowed to say whatever you feel deep inside of you. No, this is not an excuse to be a jerk, <laughs> but uh, I believe that when you speak up your truth from a place of care, um, things, things just take the, the route or the course they should. So I think that would be the biggest advice I would say to my uh, younger self. Really big advice that how to use your voice is a very big thing. Uh, so thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. It was it was very informative and very inspiring to know about your journey and how we can improve and how we can start our work. There's so many people who've been stuck with their own griefs or guilts, so they can it it might help them to come out of it. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for the invite super super grateful and thrilled to be here um and yeah i hope everybody can take some some lessons some ideas some inspiration um or some questions i i believe as as you said before this current context has put us all through into a very introspective mode um and and i hope we can leverage on on the on the upside of it and and just bring some questioning and bring some new ideas and and refresh our minds uh, a bit and and i think this was just a wonderful space for that thank you so much thank you so much